0: the first podcast episode produced by the real estate disputes team as we try something new this quarter day in this episode jess and i will be discussing changes to the minimum energy efficiency standard regulations otherwise known as me's we have covered this topic extensively in our quarter days webinars in june and september 2022 and a number of articles can also be found on our website no doubt commercial landlords and tenants alike will already be well aware of the changes In this episode, we are taking a different approach and we will be focusing on enforcement and liability if the legislation is breached. Before we jump into discussing enforcement and liability, Jess, can you
1: remind us of the changes? Of course. Thank you, Alex. Most people will be aware of the MEES regulations that came into force in April 2018. These regulations require landlords to have an energy performance certificate with a rating of E or above before granting a new lease for non-domestic premises. These rules apply unless the lease or building are accepted, or the landlord is able to rely on and has a registered exemption. As of the 1st of April this year, all tenanted non-domestic properties with existing leases will not be able to continue to let their premises unless they also comply with the minimum energy efficiency standard and MEEZ regulations. This means that premises cannot continue to be let whenever the lease was granted if it has an EPC rating of F or G. I suspect these changes will be an interesting area when it comes to lease renewals, Alex. What do you think individuals should bear in mind when negotiating a renewal? The first thing a landlord or business should do if they're contemplating
0: a renewal of a lease or other agreement is to check whether the property has a valid EPC. EPCs have a lifespan of 10 years, and if there has been a long-standing occupier, it is possible that any existing certificate would have expired due to the passage of time. Where an EPC needs to be commissioned for the purposes of a renewal, property owners may come to find that the EPC rating has dropped property that was previously a B may now be an F or a G rating. If an EPC is needed we would advise not leaving this to the last minute. If there is no valid EPC in place landlords and businesses should check with their advisors whether the proposed transaction will trigger the need to obtain a new EPC. If the proposed transaction does not trigger the need for a new EPC it might be appropriate to insert a clause in the agreement that prohibits the commissioning of a new EPC by the occupier. ESG-conscious landlords may also, at the point of renewal, consider negotiating additional environmental obligations to be inserted into the lease or in an ancillary document. Our listeners may have heard the term green leases. This has very much been a trend coined by the private sector, but with the changes in Mies, more and more landlords might perhaps want to consider updating their leases. Jess, how do you think landlords will recover
1: the cost of compliance? Well, unfortunately this may be difficult for some landlords and every lease will need to be considered on its own merits. Many landlords are going to find that they are unable to recover the costs of energy improvement works through common service charge provisions in their leases or at the dilapidation stage. Landlords should carefully consider the contents of their leases as a matter of interpretation or consider whether, whether they have available exemptions that they can rely on. Otherwise they may face having to absorb the cost of energy efficiency improvement works themselves. So if you are a landlord and your commercial property has an F or a G rating, what penalties might apply? Any commercial landlords who are letting or continue to let premises after the 1st of April 2023, which have an EPC rating of F and G, face exposure to some serious penalties unless an exemption applies and that exemption has been registered. The local authority has jurisdiction to take enforcement action which may include financial penalties of up to a maximum of £150,000 and publication of any breaches by naming and shaming on the Government PRS exemptions register. Is there any guidance on how the local
0: authorities plan to calculate a penalty?
1: Yes, so there is some guidance and penalties will vary depending on the length of the breach and the type of property in question. For non-domestic premises where the length of the breach is less than three months, the penalty that will be applied will be the greater of either £5,000 or 10% of the rateable value of the premises at the date of the penalty notice up to a maximum of £50,000. If the breach is three months or more, the penalty will be the greater of £10,000 or 20% of the rateable value of the property as at the date of the penalty notice up to a maximum of £150,000. As the penalties are based on the rateable value of the premises, with the revaluation of business rates also coming into effect on the 1st of April, landlords could face increasing penalties. There are also penalties up to £5,000 for a landlord who has registered false or misleading information on the PRS exemptions register.
0: And the question on everyone's mind, have the local authorities
1: enforced the legislation so far? Well, despite these significant penalties, to date, figures show that local authorities have taken very limited action. In 2020, it was reported that less than 6% of local authorities had taken any enforcement action for breaches by landlords for letting of substandard properties. However, a research paper conducted in 2021 showed that most non-domestic premises were at an EPC rating of D or above, which might help to explain those low enforcement figures. Interesting. And I suspect many of our listeners will
0: not find the low enforcement rate surprising. Many local authorities are vocal about being strapped for cash. It will be interesting to see if the government follows through and intends to provide local authorities with additional funding that they can use to set up a clear enforcement process. Whilst it's believed that most commercial landlords were ready for the 1st of April 2023 deadline, there is doubt that commercial premises will be ready to meet the government's proposed deadlines to raise the minimum EPC rating on commercial premises to a C by April 2027 and B by April 2030. As and when the minimum ratings increase and there is more scope for enforcement, then local authorities may be more keen to allocate resources, but that remains to be seen. The potential consequences of failing to comply are significant and landlords that are caught by the changes are encouraged to take action if they have not already done so. Interestingly, That same research paper that you just referred to, Jess, found that the burden of Mies legislation is most likely to fall on smaller landlords, i.e. those with less than 10 properties, and SMEs, businesses with less than £500,000 of annual turnover.
1: That's right, Alex, and if the anticipated reform to energy efficiency comes to fruition in the next decade, commercial landlords will need to carefully consider the financial impact this will have on their day to day management of their property stock, which may not have initially been contemplated. There is a real concern in the industry that the anticipated changes to MEES regulations over the coming years will make many commercial premises unlettable. In consideration of the UK's goals for net zero by 2050, Alex, what are your predictions for the future? Predictions are that energy efficient buildings are going to be high on
0: the list of considerations for tenants when considering whether or not to take a lease. We saw businesses struggle with the high energy cost this winter, and whilst wholesale prices for energy have decreased, it seems like businesses will continue to remain energy conscious as they continue to keep a close eye on their day-to-day expenditure. Putting aside the high energy cost this winter, ESG has been a hot topic in the real estate sector for a while now. There is no indication that the ESG measures brought in are likely to lose momentum, and we expect the industry to continue to have sustainability at the forefront in the years to come. Market research has also indicated that tenants are willing to pay premium prices for energy efficient buildings, And some reports indicate that the green premium buyers and occupiers are willing to pay for a property with strong sustainability credentials is only set to increase. It's certainly an area to keep a close eye on.
1: Thank you for tuning in and listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or if you'd like any further information on what we have discussed, please contact either myself, Alex or your usual SMB contact. There is also some further information about the MEAS regulations, which can be found on our website. We hope that you
0: enjoyed this podcast and that you'll join for the next in the series. Upcoming episodes will cover proposed reforms to the residential property sector, the Building Safety Act and tenant insolvency and the forfeiture of commercial leases.